you are amazing, our God who's unchanging, always unfailing, the beginning and the end, you are amazing. You were God before there was time, and you were God right here in our lives, and you will always be our God. The mountain trembles and the sea stands still at the mention of your name. All glory and honor, all glory and honor and praise be unto your name. All glory and honor and praise be unto your name. You are amazing, our God who's unchanging, you're always unfailing, the beginning and the end, you are amazing. Oh, and your beauty's beyond compare, your love is never fails your grace falls down like rain all glory and honor and praise be unto your name all glory and honor and praise be unto your name you are amazing our god who's unchanging you're always unfailing the beginning and the end you are amazing oh god you are amazing Let's sing hallelujah oh and hallelujah Hallelujah, oh hallelujah, God. Oh, and hallelujah, hallelujah, oh hallelujah, God. Oh,
You guys got to turn your attention to the screen. We have a video for you. To the brave men and women who stood up for freedom, who answered the call and fought for our nation, who paid the ultimate price and never came back. To the American soldier, we thank you. To the mothers and fathers who raised a hero. To the brothers and sisters with an empty space. To the sons and daughters who have only memories. To the wives and husbands who bear the void with pride. To all who've lost a soldier they love no gift could repay your sacrifice. No tribute could match our admiration. No word can contain our gratitude. But still, it deserves to be said. We remember you. We salute you. And we honor you today. So um, Memorial Day is kind of a, if you stop and think about it, it's an interesting holiday, right? Because we don't have a lot of holidays where we, um, I don't celebrate, I don't know if that's the right word, where you kind of have this day set aside where we remember those who didn't make it kind of thing. You know, most of ours are like celebrations of something that's happened in the past, that kind of stuff. It's really cool to just to stop and think about, you know, I don't, I know a lot of military people never served, but I think that's probably all they'd want, to be honest. Uh, they wouldn't want a big party, that kind of stuff. They just want us to just kind of stop and remember. And, you know, as we come in this morning, we're trying to get too political here and get all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we do have the opportunity to get together like this. And, um, you know, I, I know we take it for granted. And I know I do. Um, not just the fact that we're in America. I mean, that's a big part of it, that we have that freedom and there's people around the world trying to figure out how to make this happen every Sunday. And we have this opportunity just to get together. Don't have to worry about it, you know, and, and for people like this. And, um, but also just on a spiritual level, I think a lot of times we, we just rush in here, you know, and it's like, okay, let's do this. This is what we do on Sunday mornings. And uh, how many opportunities do we have to do this? You know, you just, we don't know. And so, uh, yeah, as we go into to worship today, um, let's just not let an opportunity miss. Um, you know, let's not make it, I don't want to make it over spiritual, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you know, we have this, we have this unique opportunity as Christians I don't know a lot of other religions who do this, where they get together and sing together um, about the Creator, about their God, about the one that saved them. And so, uh, yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't miss this opportunity this morning, um, not because we're something special or anything like that, but just because He deserves it. He deserves our praise. He deserves our honor. And so, um, with that said, welcome to Carpenter's Way, uh, something I say every morning, uh, kind of starting to get called out about it because I say the same thing all the time. 
But, uh, you know, don't be a spectator. I mean, really. I mean, I don't know what else, how else to put it um, other than don't just, don't just get here and, and just watch and be a part of it. Um, actually join in with us this morning. And all that is within me cries for you alone. Be glorified, Emmanuel, God with us. My heart sings a brand new song. The dead is paid, these chains are gone, Emmanuel, God with us. Who are we that you would be mindful of us? What do you see? It's worth looking our way. We are free in ways that we never should be. Sweet release from the grip of these chains, like hinges. Like hinges straining from the weight My heart no longer can keep from singing All that is within me cries For you alone be glorified Emmanuel, God with us My heart sings a brand new song. The dead is paid, these chains are gone. Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, you know our hearts don't deserve your glory. Still you show a love we cannot afford like Like hinges straining from the weight My heart no longer can keep from singing All that is within me cries for you alone Glorified Emmanuel, God with us. My heart sings a brand new song. The dead is paid, these chains are gone. Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, such a tiny offering Compared to Calvary But nevertheless We lay it at your feet Oh, such a tiny offering Compared to Calvary 
But nevertheless, we lay it at your feet, and all that is within me cries for you alone. Be glorified, Emmanuel, God with us. My heart sings a brand new song. The debt is paid. These chains are gone, Emmanuel, God with us. stories of what they think you're like, but I heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleasing, that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. To you are, to you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. Oh, and I've seen many searching for answers far and wide but i know that we're all searching for answers only you provide cause you know just what we need before we say a word and you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Cause you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us, yes, you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us, oh, in love, so undeniable. Can hardly speak peace so unexplainable I, I can hardly think as you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still as you call me deeper still as you call me, deeper still as you call me.
first still into love 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 you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who i am you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. If y'all would please stand for the scripture. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds that hands have made, I see the star. And I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe display. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art. How great thou art Then sings my soul My Savior God to thee How great thou art Oh how great thou art And when I think that God, His Son, not sparing, sent Him to die. I scarce can take it in, that on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, He bled and died. 
take away my sin then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art oh how great thou art and then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art oh how shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home what joy shall fill my heart then I shall bow in humble adoration and then proclaim my god how great thou art and then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art oh how great thou art and then sings my soul my savior god to thee and how great thou art oh how great thou art how great oh how great thou art oh how great thou art and how
of all the glory, honor, and praise. Oh, there you are in all of your glory, the heavenly host. They sing your praise, and there you are, you're seated at the right hand, with victory in your hand, there you are, and my heart cries out holy, oh God you are worthy of all the glory, the honor and praise, oh my heart cries out Oh God, you are worthy of all the glory, the honor and praise. Oh, there you are, there you are, there you are, there. heart cries out holy God you are worthy of all the glory honor and praise my heart cries out holy God you are worthy of all the glory honor and praise God, we, uh, we just stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of the fact that you look at us and somehow you're pleased with what you see. You're pleased with the idea of hearing your kids sing these songs. God, your word tells us in Hebrews that you're sitting there and you know what it's like. That you're praying for us, you're interceding for us, God, and we just say thank you. God, I don't know what else to say. We lay our lives down before you and we just, we just say thank you. Thank you for loving us where we're at. Thank you for changing us. Thank you for changing the way we think. Thank you for the path that you lead us down and our, or just our eternal hope of one day being with you, God. We thank you. We praise you. We ask God in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. If you're on the uh, Guatemala mission team, would you guys come up here, please? Please, please, please. You know, see how you can see how my mind kind of works you wonder somewhere in Guatemala is there a church right now saying if you're on the US mission team would you please come up here you know, do other countries do that I don't know if that's just us or not so um, uh, we want to remind you guys we have a fundraiser that is coming up in two weekends so June the 11th uh, there will be uh, a worship team from our uh, second wind retirees we will have food we will have games and so a lot of you guys may be thinking, well, how can I help with that? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because that's why I'm here today. How can you help with that? Uh, number one, you can pray for us. Please, please, please. Uh, it does not escape us that the whole 
uh, the reason that we are here is for God, and that the reason we go on this trip is so we can be useful for Him, and we just want God to work through us powerfully in whatever that looks like, so we covet your prayers. Uh, how, how other ways you could help us, uh, buy tickets. Um, anybody you see up here, and there are others, uh, you can catch them somewhere and say, hey, I want to buy a ticket. So even if you cannot be at the fundraiser on June the 11th, if you would like to buy tickets for someone else, we would love to have that. Uh, and another way you could help us is uh, we, one of the, some of the fundraiser pieces we'll be doing uh, need gift cards. So if you guys want to buy some $25 gift cards or so and donate those, we would love to have those as well. Uh, t-shirts, we are selling t-shirts out in the lobby. Um, oh, and also we need volunteers to help out with the fundraiser. So if you would be willing to help out as a volunteer, we would love to have that as well. We have a table that is set up in the lobby, and if you guys want to buy tickets out there, we'll try and have someone manning that table at all times. And if you have any other questions, please let us know. Uh, by the way, the games we'll be doing, uh, we have some, one group playing Bunko and another group playing 42. So if you'd like to play 42, this would be a great way for you to show everybody your skills. So um, thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. And uh, please, please, please uh, support us and pray for us. Thank you. I did good. <laughs> uh, you did. I'm, I'm very impressed, to be honest with you. Yeah. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Um, it's good. Obviously, I'm not Adam. I'm better looking. Um, I'm not Mark. I'm younger. Um, so it's great to see you guys this morning. And um, I, I'm excited to share some thoughts with you. It, I, don't know, I don't know the last time I've been up here. It feels like it's been forever. Um, maybe it hasn't been. But I always have the opportunity to kind of chat with you guys because you'll probably figure out pretty quick. I'm a little bit different than Adam, a little bit different than Mark. Um, I, I just I have some thoughts I want to share because, man, we are rolling in to probably the busiest time of our calendar year. Um, while a lot of churches, particularly when it comes to areas of students and children, kind of turn things down a little bit in the summertime, Carpenter's Way has always traditionally ramped everything up. Um, I mean, it is we don't take a break. Uh, our, our student ministry, children's preschool ministry, uh, turned the dial up during the summertime, and we are hitting that time. Um, as you kind of know, uh, obviously we have Guatemala mission trip uh, that's getting ready to go out. We also have Amazon outreach, our Amazon folks getting ready to go out this summer. But coming up in the next few weeks, we really jump into our summer um, with both feet. It starts tonight uh, with our students with their muck wars, and um, that's just basically they're going to throw stuff at each other and it's a great event, and so um, cheap food, awesome, be a great thing. That starts tonight. For they kick off their summer off. Our children's ministry uh, has their big water night this this coming week, and then next Sunday uh, starts one of the coolest events that I think we do all year, and that's our Grow Camp. Um, anybody was anybody involved with Grow Camp last year? All right, great. Thanks for being involved. That's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, if you weren't involved with Grow Camp. Um, you missed just a great week. It's such a fun time. And, and I thought as we kind of roll into this part of our summers, we roll into Grow Camp, I thought it would be great for us to talk about what that actually means, right? Um, does anybody, and if you weren't there, you may not know this, but does anybody know what GROW stands for? It's an acronym like everything. Who said that? 
yeah, she paid attention. Yeah, it's go reach our world, right? And it's a pretty simple concept. It was funny when we, we stole the idea. It wasn't original. Um, a friend of mine that I'd known for years, uh, it happens also to be my sister's church, started doing this event a few years ago, and we were always intrigued by it. Uh, because the whole premise was, we're going to take kids in, and, and we're going to kind of move away from the traditional VBS, and we're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to teach kids skills that they can use to then go and impact their friends. And I thought, man, what a great concept. And we kind of watched it. We talked with them for a while. Uh, and then last year was the first year that we did it. Uh, and, and listen, Grow Camp is an interesting um, idea because the whole point is that every single person, no matter who you are or what you've done or where you've been or where you grew up or what you're, whatever it is, Every single person has the ability to make a difference. Everyone. And you may look at people and go, well, I can't do that. Or I can't do what you do. I can't do what that person does. I can't. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because you have the ability to make a difference in the lives of the people that God allows to cross your path. Every one of us. And I want to talk about that a little bit this morning as we get ready to jump in to grow camp, because the command to go and reach our world is not just one that's for children. It's for every single one of us. In Matthew chapter 5, it's a great passage. It says this, you're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Let's pray together. God, thanks so much for this morning. God, I thank you for this time of the year that we slow down and we remember those who sacrifice for us, to give us the freedom to build a symbol, to worship together, to open up your word together. God, may we never, ever forget that sacrifice. We also remember the sacrifice that you made by sending Jesus to pay the price for us, to give us the freedom that we have to live our lives for your glory. So God, these next couple of moments we have together, may you encourage us, may you challenge us, but God, most of all, remind us that you want to use every single one of us in this room to make a difference in the world that we live in. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, in Mark chapter 16, pretty simple verse. It just says this, go into the world and preach the good news to everyone. Now, that's an interesting verse because most of us, when we read that and it says go into all the world, our first thought usually is what? Foreign missions, right? I mean, it's just going all the world. I mean, that's the world. And, and that's great. And that's part of the world, right? I mean, and like I said, we've got two mission trips going out this summer where folks are going to go literally to other places within our world to share the good news. But I think where we miss it is that we don't really realize that we have a world here. We just kind of forget about it. We forget that we're placed in a, in a geographical location and it's not necessarily hopping on a plane or a boat. Like every one of us in this room has a world. That may sound kind of weird, but just track with me for a second. I think you'll understand. 
every one of us have a world. God has dropped us and placed us in a place, in an organization. He's put us in a situation where we're around people. That's our world. And when we understand that, before we can understand that, that we have to go, we have to understand what our world is. Listen, your world is wherever you're planted. It's your job. It's whatever clubs or organizations you're involved with. It's your neighborhood. It's your community. It's literally wherever you are. So let me ask you a question. And for all the introverts in the room, you don't have to raise your hand because I know, you, you know I'm just like you. I'm like, mm, no, I'm not answering that. But how many of you have a hobby in this room? I mean, you can, those of you who aren't introverts can raise your hand. Yeah, you have a hobby. You have something that you enjoy doing. It, has, it has, doesn't have to have anything to do with, with church, right? Everybody has a hobby or something they enjoy or some kind of skill or something. Everybody in this room. I didn't say you had to be great at it. I just said you got it. There's a lot of stuff I do that I'm not very good at but I do it, right? We all have something, some kind of a skill, something that we have. And if you have that, you have the ability to impact people's lives. And that may sound kind of strange. How can a hobby impact somebody's life? How can something that I just enjoy doing impact somebody's life? Listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians 10, one of my favorite passages. It says this in the New Living Translation. It says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Don't give offense to the Jews or Gentiles or to the church of God. I, too, try to please everyone in everything I do. I don't just do what is best for me. I do what is best for others so that many may be saved. Listen to what it says in the paraphrase, uh, the message. So eat your meals heartily. Amen. Sorry, I just, I was moved. (laughs) Eat your meals heartily, not worrying about what others say about you. Seriously. Really? You're eating to God's glory. After all, not to please them. As a matter of fact, do everything that way, heartily and freely to God's glory. At the same time, Don't be callous in your exercise of your freedom, thoughtlessly stepping on the toes of those who aren't as free as you are. I try my best to be considerate to everyone's feelings in all these matters. I hope you will do the same. As a matter of fact, do everything that way, heartily and fully. Listen, my understanding of that word, whatever you do, literally means whatever you do. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Even those hobbies you think are just goofy, do them all for the glory of God. And you can. I really haven't come across many things that go, whoop, can't do that for the glory of God, right? There's a few. But most of the things that we're involved in, most of the things we love to do, can all be used. Listen, you have a skill, you have a passion, you have a hobby, you have a job. Take a look at this.
<laughs> That's just a shameless plug for GrowCamp. No. No, listen, did you kind of see some of the things up there? They're just goofy hobbies, right? I mean, seriously. I, I, I'm pretty sure that whenever Justin learned how to bake pies, he was like, ooh, I'm going to bake pies for Jesus, right? He's just like, oh, I'm going to learn how to bake pies because I like to bake pies, right? His pies are really good, so you might want to volunteer to help his class because he probably gets to eat pies, right? I mean, and then, and then we've got Doug, who's the ultimate outdoorsman, right? And I, he's just going to like, you know, if you're in a plane crash in the Andes Mountains, here's how you survive. I mean, I, I'm not sure what he's going to teach him, but like, like, it's just his hobby. It's what he loves to do. You know, you got Corey who loves to paint. He's going to use that, that love that she has and that skill that she has to pour into the lives of kids next week, right? You've got David and Carrie Wilkerson who's going to teach kids how to, like, whatever they do. I'm not sure, right? They're like, intro to martial arts, which is crazy, right? Who would have ever thought that you would use that for the glory of God? Like, like who, who ever thought that, like, making jewelry could really have an impact on people's lives? Right? And then, you know, the floor is lava. What is that? <laughs> like, I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. I, I think that Amber Chalady, um has the greatest degree in all the world. She has a doctorate in dodgeball. It's, right? I think that's the coolest degree. It's in, she has a, a doctorate in kinesiology, right? I'm like, I didn't know you could get a doctorate in hitting people with balls. It's cool, right? But she's going to take that love and that skill set and she's going to help kids have fun and learn games. And, and as we kind of go through that list, you kind of see these different activities and these different hobbies that people have. I mean, we're going to let James Worley have some power tools and, like, let kids swing hammers and stuff, which is awesome. And our liability is paid up. We checked. Um, but whatever it is, whatever that skill is, whatever that love is, whatever that hobby is, and I promise you, none of these people who are serving in Grow Camp probably ever thought twice about using that skill, that ability, or that gift to impact the world. They just love what they're doing. You got Larry and Karen going to come and just rock out with guitars and music, right? And it's just they're going to use that skill to pour into the lives of kids all week. Now, you may be sitting there going, but I'm not signed up for Grow Camp. Oh, but you can. Um, and we still need some volunteers, I think, so you can sign up at the table. But... But it goes way beyond that. It's in our everyday lives. It's where we live. It's where we interact. It's where we spend time with people. If you just step back from it for just a second and realize the opportunities that every single one of us have, almost on a daily basis, to make a difference in people's lives. Now listen, um, this may be a weird statement <laughs> to some of you, but being a pastor is kind of weird. Right? It's just, it gets weird because anytime you introduce yourself to someone new as a pastor, the conversation just goes off the rails, right? Because everybody has an uncle who's a Catholic priest or a granddad who's, who used to be a Southern Baptist pastor, right? And then you spend the next 30 minutes, they explain to you why they don't go to church anymore or why they really love Jesus, but they like beer. And I, it's, it's, it's weird, right? And so I have these weird conversations with people when I tell them I'm a pastor. And honestly, it kind of hinders at times my ability to reach people. Because everyone 
there's something in there that just flips when you tell them you're a pastor. And so for me, I've kind of struggled for a long time of trying to figure out how is it that I'm supposed to impact the world around me when sometimes when I say I'm a pastor, it kind of handicaps my ability to do that. And that was a struggle for me for a long time. I mean, how in the world am I supposed to reach people who just all of a sudden, when you say you're a pastor, like there's just this wall that goes up, and it gets weird. And I'm telling you, I have some of the weirdest conversations with people when I tell them I'm a pastor. And so for me, I struggled for a long time trying to figure out how was it that I was supposed to make a difference. I mean, this is my ministry. It's part of the ministry God's given to me. It's to disciple, it's to lead, it's to, it's to administrate. But I still have a responsibility to go out into the world to make a difference. I, I can't just hang out in the church in my office and look at numbers and policies all the time. I mean, I could, but that's not really what God's called me to do. And so for a long time, I struggled with trying to figure out how in the world do I do that? And all of a sudden, we began to get active. Alicia and I both on our high school campuses, our kids began to go through high school and we started out with band boosters. Man, I loved our time in band boosters. But we also saw that time in band boosters as an opportunity to minister to people, to have access to people that we would never have access to, to hang out with people that I would never hang out with. And then as we kind of moved through, we, we moved from band boosters to soccer boosters. And I'm now going on my fifth year as soccer booster president. And and that's an interesting thing. I didn't really necessarily sign up for it. Um, I literally, the first year I became president, that was the only meeting I went to that year. I was like, God, I guess I should have been coming, right? But I've loved being a booster president. And Alicia's been hand in hand with me involved in that. And there again, we've built relationships over those years. And we've built the opportunity and, and we've earned the opportunity to speak hope and to speak truth into people's lives. And all of a sudden, I began to realize my role is not necessarily to go out in the public and say I'm a pastor. My role is to go out into the public as a dad and, and as a husband and to do life with people. Oftentimes, um, I had a conversation with a coach not too long ago, um, and we got to talking, and just in the course of the conversation, eventually always leads around, so what do you do? Um, I said, well, actually, I'm a pastor. She's like, no way. And I was like, should I be offended by that? Or I'm not sure. And she goes, oh, you're normal. And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. I, I, it's just, but we've had these opportunities. And you have to see them as those opportunities. Right, as we've been boosters, we, we've, We've really tried to pour into people's lives. I, I want to show you something, and this is not a shameless plug, kind of, maybe. Um, but I want to show you what our world, particularly my world, has become over the last four or five years. Go ahead and roll this one. Grab some popcorn.
If you know anybody that needs a uh, highlight video, I know a guy. Um, that's my world right now. That really is my world. Four years ago, we started uh, shooting video for Lufkin Panther Lady Pack Soccer uh, for a lot of weird reasons, but we, we started, and never did I intend to do anything other than shoot my girls playing soccer. That was it. That's all I wanted to do, right? Because I want a good film on them, right? And then all of a sudden, football contacts us and says, hey, we want you to do our video. And, and honestly, I didn't want to do football, and I said no. For about three months, I said no. And finally, just to kind of get them off my back, I was like, all right, I'll throw a bid in. And I got a call back five minutes later. It's like, whoa, wait, I didn't really want to do this, right? But soccer led to football, and then football all of a sudden leads to men's soccer, and then men's soccer and everything we're doing leads to softball and baseball. And so now this little thing I started doing just to kind of, for my own kid, to be honest with you, has now turned in to this thing that has a life of its own. And I don't show you that, I mean, it's really good footage, but I don't show you that to go, oh, look at my video. Um, but I show you that to say, listen, that's my world. I, I was a student pastor here in Lufkin forever, it feels like, right? For about 15 years. I never, ever had access to Lufkin High School like I have right now, ever. I mean, literally, I can walk onto campus at any time, go into the office and say, hey, <laughs> I'm just here to shoot some video. And it's like, well, come on in, Mr. Bonin. I can walk into any sports complex that our school has and just walk right in. I, I have access to coaches across every sport at Lufkin High School. I never had that. I have access to hundreds of athletes that I never had access to. But because I'm a guy who knows how to use a video camera, all of a sudden, this entire world has opened up to me. And it's crazy. Now listen, do I stand on the sidelines with the Bible in my back pocket and whip it out and go, hey guys, let's have a football Bible study? No. I've never done that. And I'm not going to do that. But let me tell you what it looks like, for me anyway. It's building relationships. It's getting to know players and coaches and administrators and teachers and, and families. It's, it's when a coach gets sick and is in the hospital, I have the ability to reach out to them, to encourage them, to call, to talk to them, to talk to their family, to pray for their family. When one of our coach's brother was in the hospital for months with covid I had the opportunity to reach out to that family throughout that entire process to pray for them, to encourage them. We had a student athlete, had a season-ending, eventually it was a career-ending injury on the sidelines at a football game. I was able to walk by that kid and talk to him for a few minutes. And then after that, we were DMing, and I was able to encourage him and pray for him. It's the grounds crew that we've gotten to know, and we love those guys. And honestly, they're not treated well by a lot of people. But I got to sit on a mule outside a soccer stadium and talk to one of these guys forever, it seemed like, because he had just lost his mom and dad to COVID within a week of each other. And I got to sit on a mule with him and talk about hope. And where do you put your faith? And why God matters? Never would have had that opportunity. Never. Never. 
Now, I'm not saying, look how great I am, because trust me, I pass up more opportunities than I probably take. But God has positioned me in a place to make a difference, all because I have a skill. And it has nothing to do with being a pastor at all. And I'm telling you that God will do the same thing with every single one of us in this room if you make yourself available. You play golf, God's name gets used a lot on the golf course. Right? Man, it's a hobby. It's a, it's a skill. Well, maybe not a skill, but it's a hobby that I promise you God will take and use. Do you quilt? I don't. But I know some people who do. And I'm telling you, it's a hobby, it's a skill that God will take and use to make a difference in people's lives if you let him. The whole point is this. You have everything you need to make a difference. You have a skill, you have a gift, you have an ability. But most of all, if you're his kid, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Oftentimes we kind of pull back from reaching out to people because we're afraid. Oftentimes we're, we're afraid that, honestly, that people are going to reject us. And we don't want that. But whatever you do, whether you eat or you drink or you paint or you quilt or you do woodwork or you carry a video camera, do it all for the glory of God. See, some of you are uniquely positioned to make a difference. There's some of you that have an, have an opportunity to reach a world that I will never have the opportunity to reach. And some of you will never have the opportunity to reach the world that I have the opportunity to reach. One's not better than the other. It's just where we are. Your world may be your office. Well, I can't do a Bible study in my office. Who said you needed to? Just do your job for the glory of God. Just live your life wherever you are and whatever you're doing for the glory of God. Listen, I want to give you three ways to do that. Um, these are my three points. I don't have a poem at the end, but two of y'all got that. I want to give you three ways to do that. And they're pretty simple, um, but we need to be reminded because I have to be reminded, right? And, and the first one is this. If you want to make a difference for the kingdom, it's a pretty good idea to walk with Jesus, Right? Yes, right? If you want to make a difference for the kingdom, you need to hang out with the king a little bit. And, 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 it, and i got to be honest with you, I have to remind myself of that. I really, really do. Because in, in and of myself, I'm not going to change anybody's life. I don't have that power. But the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me can do pretty incredible things. In Acts chapter 4, I love this, this passage. It says this, that the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. For they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. 
Now, listen, when I was a student pastor, I, man, I harped on this all the time. Like, to walk with Jesus, you actually have to walk with Jesus. Like, you actually have to spend time with him. You actually have to allow him to transform you and to change you. Trying really, really, really hard is not going to get it done. To make a difference in people's lives, it's not that you really try hard. It starts with walking with Jesus. Several years ago, I did a series that was entitled um, The Dust of the Rabbi. Probably one of the favorite series that I, that I ever taught. And, and the whole premise of The, of, of the Dust of the Rabbi was that um, in biblical times, whenever a young disciple or a young man would be given the opportunity to follow a rabbi, one of the things that would be said or a blessing that would be said over them as they left to follow their rabbi would be, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. And the whole premise of it was simply this. That may you follow your rabbi or your teacher so closely that literally the dust off of his shoes will cover you. Because you see in biblical times when a disciple would follow a rabbi, they would leave everything behind. Everything. Friends, family, possessions. And they would go and literally would become that rabbi. They would watch their lives. They would begin to speak like their rabbi. They would begin to act like their rabbi. Their mannerisms would become like their rabbi. Because they spent so much time that when you saw the disciple, you really saw the rabbi. Yes. And the reality is, if we're going to make a difference in the world that God has placed us in, we got to walk with our rabbi. We've got to be so transformed that we can't help but make a difference. It, it, it amazes me, and I do it, so I'm talking to myself, that I try to do God things a lot of times without God. I really try to rely on myself and my abilities, and I can pull some things off, but I can't change anybody's life at all. So as I look at this passage, it's kind of convicting for me because I, I ask myself, man, the people that I'm around, the coaches, the teachers, the administrators, the players, the parents, do they know that I've been with Jesus because of the way I live my life, because of the way I interact, the way I talk? The way I do things. I try really hard at what I do. I want to be good at whatever I do. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's am I allowing God to transform me by spending time with Him consistently? See, my ability to make a difference in people's lives has everything to do with my proximity to Jesus. And, and so as we say, go reach your world, the first thing we have to do is make sure that we're walking with Jesus. As simple as that sounds, I'm telling you, that's where it begins and that's where it ends. 
So as you kind of hang around in your world, whatever it is and wherever it is, do people look at your life and go, huh, and there's something different about that person. You know, when the coach recently told me, I would have never guessed you were a pastor. I, was, I laughed, but then I thought, oh, did I say something I shouldn't have said? But the greatest compliment to me as a pastor is somebody to go, you're normal. <laughs> yeah. Because I just, I really just want to walk with God. And I really just want to make an impact on the people that God puts in my life. And the only way I do that is by spending time with Him. Because listen, whatever your skill, whatever your ability, whatever your passion is, that's a gift that God's given you. I used to talk about platform all the time. Every one of us have a platform. There's something that we do that gives us that ability to make a difference. But it doesn't matter how good you are at whatever this is, if you're not constantly walking with Jesus, you're just going to be good at whatever this is. But it's not going to make a difference. And I don't want to live my life just doing some good stuff. I really want to live my life in such a way that it makes a difference. You've got to walk with Jesus. The second thing is this. Um, and, and let me just say this. Don't sell yourself short. For a lot of people, they'll look at things and go, oh, I can't, I can't go on a mission trip, or I can't go serve in a local mission, or I can't, I can't, or I don't have that skill. Or, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you can make a difference in people's lives. You can point people to him. You can bring hope and peace, not because you're special, but because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Like I said, there's a lot of things I do I'm not really good at. I just do them. Because they give me opportunities. Walk with Jesus. Second thing is this. And this is kind of the one that's a little weird to me. Um, but I do it all the time. Stop covering your light. Stop. It's like, for some of us, like we feel like we have a Jesus switch in us. And like there's certain times we flip the switch on, and then there's other times we're like, oh, let me shut that down real quick, right? Or am I the only one that does that? I told you, I'm, I never claimed to be a good pastor, right? But like we just, we act like we have this switch in us that we can turn on and off. And, and, and there's sometimes when we kind of walk into certain situations that we, we try to switch it off because we don't want people to know that we're a follower of Jesus. Like, we don't want people. There's sometimes it's like, I don't want anybody to ask me anything religious or God-like right now, right? And so we try to flip that switch off. You can't flip the switch off. Like, if you're walking with Jesus, if you're spending time with him and he's transforming you and he's changing you, you can't flip that off. You can't. But man, if I'm not walking with Jesus... I can flip it off, and I can kind of hide. So I love this, this verse when it says, man, you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, that lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone. It doesn't make any sense to light a candle and then cover it up, right? 
I don't think it does. Because then it's not being used for its intended purpose. Your purpose is to go and reach your world. You've got to let that light shine. And listen, like I said a second ago, I don't walk around with the Bible in my pocket ready to whip it out when there's a time out. That's not what I do. But I try to live my life in such a way that people see that there's a difference. That people see that I handle things differently. I mean, it's interesting when you're around coaches. I don't know if you realize this, but a lot of coaches have pretty interesting language, right? Like, I've learned some new words in the last couple of years. And it's always funny to me because if I'm filming and they forget I'm there and they say something, they'll always come over to me and go, you can edit that out, right, video guy? I'm like, no, nah, that button's broke. Right? I mean, it's, I just kind of laugh and we just, I make a joke about it, right? I don't sit there and go, well, you shouldn't use that kind of language in front of people, <laughs> especially students. I mean, he probably learned those words from students. I don't know. Right? It's, just, it, it's I just live life. I don't try to act like I'm better than anybody. I don't try to act like I have my life more together than anybody else does. Because that's part of the problem. A lot of times what people see are people who claim to be followers of Jesus, and they, we try to act like our lives are perfect, and they can't relate to that. My life's not perfect. Ask my wife. I mean, my life's perfect, but, you know, that's a joke. It's not. Right? Because we all struggle. We all go through stuff. And just because you're going through stuff doesn't mean God can't still use you to reach your world. Because what I believe people desperately need to see is people who struggle through life, who put their faith and their hope in Jesus, and they make it because of that. If I act just like everybody else that I'm around, when life starts going off the rails, if I handle situations like everyone else who doesn't know God, then I'm not really letting my light shine. Coaches that I've gotten to know really well know that I struggle. They know the struggles we've had as a family. Because I don't try to hide that. But I try to say to them, listen, man, you're right. And it's, it's rough. And I wish I wasn't walking through this. But I can walk through it. Because I've got something inside of me that's different. And there again, I don't get it right all the time. But I try to let my light shine no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, no matter how tough the situation is. And what I've found is, man, when I'm walking with Jesus consistently and he's changing me and transforming me, that's just what happens. Because, listen, I, I, I don't have time to think about acting like light. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Like, when I'm on the sidelines of a football game, I don't have time to go, ooh, when that player comes running at me, let me not say a bad word. Right? Or when I get knocked over, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't have time to do that. And so for me, it's just, whatever's in me is what's going to come out. And when I'm in situations, and when you're in situations, listen, what's inside of you is what's going to come out. 
what do people see? Do they see someone that's struggling through life, but man, they still have hope and they still have peace? Or do they see someone struggling through life and they're freaking out just like they do? That's the difference. Don't ever think that walking with Jesus makes everything okay. Because life still happens. It just does. But as a follower of Jesus, what's different is how I handle those things. It's how you handle those things. The world that you're in is not looking for perfection. They're, just, they're looking for people who are real, who are letting their light shine. The last thing is this, and I kind of gave away the last point, but here it is anyway. If you don't get anything else today, get this. Be real. Stop being weird. Just be real. Stop being weird. Like, I, I had a friend of mine, when I, when I started doing video work, he's a Christian filmmaker. He's, he's, I guess he's good at it. I don't know. But I remember he, he messaged me. We hadn't really been in contact for a long time, probably since high school, honestly, he said, hey, man, so you're into getting back into video work. That's awesome, man. So are you a Christian company? And I'm like, uh, what? He's like, yeah, are you, like, you're a Christian sports videographer. Why? What is that? He's like, yeah, you know, man, like, you're just going to work with Christians. I'm like, why would I do that? That's stupid. And it blew his mind that I wasn't going to work with Christians and I wasn't going to work with Christian schools. What are you doing? I'm taking video. And I thought, you got to be kidding me. Why would I want to hide myself and put myself in this box where I just say, well, if you're not a follower of Jesus, I can't take your video, right? That's just crazy. I've had people just say, man, I want to reach my office, but they won't let me do a Bible study. Do you know how weird that is? I mean, if your office wants to do a Bible study, that's great. But you know what I'm saying? We just do weird stuff sometimes. We just need to be real. Like, I promise you, I, I, I will never whip out a Bible on the sideline of a football game. It's not going to happen. Oh, you're shameless gospel. No, that's just weird. Why would I do that? Instead, let's build relationships and, and let's interact with people. Let's talk to people. Let, let's, let's not just, just kind of throw stuff up. Let's actually be in relationships with people that gives us the ability to speak hope and peace into their lives. And listen, I've been guilty of being weird. But I've kind of figured out over time that God doesn't need me to be weird. He just needs me to be real and authentic. Because he's going to do whatever he wants to do. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Guys, listen. Um, I miss opportunities more than I take them. I do. But, but I really see the world that God has placed, not just myself, but Alicia in. And I got to tell you this, it's kind of funny. Um, the media stuff has taken on a life of its own. 
and I never meant for it to happen. I didn't want for it to happen. But Rachel was laughing because when we showed up at the baseball game, um, I guess it was Thursday. I don't know when it was. And we roll, I mean, we roll gear in, and it's like, it's obvious we're not just fans, and we've got little media passes, and she was just laughing. She's like, oh, we have a fan club. People are like, oh, hey, Jam's here. I'm like, and that's what they call me. They don't, they don't know my name. I'm just Jam. I'm like, well, great. I guess that's cool. But people know who we are. And one of the things my wife loves to say, um, in the press box, she's my home plate camera operator most of the time. And her thing is, if somebody says, oh, you guys do great work, she's like, oh, I'm just the beauty behind it, just really the, the brains, right? And I'm like, you like say that a little bit too much, right? So there's one game she wasn't there, and Micah was going to shoot with me, and so I walk in the press box, and we've gotten to know the, the announcer pretty well. And, and uh, he was like, uh, where's your wife at? And I'm like, hey, man, today I'm the beauty and the brains. And he was like, no, you're not. So um, that went well. But it's about building relationships and allowing God to use you wherever you are. Because i got to be honest, it, it, it saddens me so much of the time when people sit there and say, God can't use me. I can't do that. I can't do this. Because the reality is, there's not a person in this room that God can't use. It's just, that's the truth. You may think that your skill, your ability, or your whatever isn't good enough. I'm telling you. It's all you need if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. That's all you need. And this week, as we get ready for Grow Camp, I'm super excited about the folks who are volunteering to come in and and share their gifts and their skills and their abilities to, to pour into the lives of children for several days. But here's the thing I want to really encourage you as we get a small groups here. I want you to think about a couple of things. One, what's my thing, right? What's, what's that thing that I do? It may be a hobby. It may be a skill. It may be whatever. What is that thing? that I can do. And like I said, you ain't got to be good at it. You just do it. And then secondly, how in the world could God ever use that thing to impact my world? And you might be surprised at the answer. Because I never thought carrying a video camera, I would have the opportunity to impact people's lives. And I'm telling you, you want to become the popular guy, walk around with a video camera. Everybody wants to be in front of it. But whatever it is that you do, do it all for the glory of God. And it'll make a difference if you allow him to use you. God, thanks so much for your goodness and your mercy. God, thank you that... um, I thank you that you have given me the opportunities that you've given me, and they're kind of silly, to be honest with you. But you've opened up a different world for me to be a part of, and, and I'm grateful for that. But God, every single person in this room, no matter who they are, 
they have those same opportunities, just different places. And God, I pray you would help every one of us in this room realize that when you tell us to go into all the world, you're talking to all of us. That it doesn't matter how smart we are or not smart we are, how educated or uneducated or skilled or unskilled, those things don't matter. What matters is we make ourselves available to you and allow the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us to do the work. So God, as we go to small groups, I pray you'd help us to, one, identify that thing, and then secondly, begin to maybe for the first time realize how you can take that and use it for your glory. God, we're grateful for your love and your mercy that you show us. And God, I'm grateful that you redeem us so that you can use us. And God, as we get ready for an incredibly busy summer, grateful for the volunteers, grateful for everyone who's pouring in to students and children and even adults this summer, God, I pray that you be honored and glorified in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go to small groups a bit. Thanks, guys.